Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Filmgasm Podcast. I'm Connor Azagari. I'm Adam Johnson. And uh, this is First Thoughts, our sort of mini off-the-cuff podcast series where we're going to talk about new releases, stuff that we've seen that we think is warrant, you know, warrants a discussion. And uh, today's fair is BlackBerry, the latest brand biopic that is hilarious and just a wild story of the first smartphone that torpedoed so fast. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. This was uh, this was your idea, Adam, and uh, a good one. This was a good, good, good pick for this kind of uh, show. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to talk about this one uh, because yeah, we were talking just a tad before we recorded. Like, you know, it's not like a super deep movie. It's a pretty contained story about this like you know one company, um, but it does I think tell the like kind of like the transformation, the kind of rise fall rise fall of of like technology companies in general in the 21st century specifically, um, and how quickly you know you can rise to the fame and then with just one presentation be like done, you know, as a company, it's just like really incredible. One presentation from a, from a, from a rival um, can be just like done as a company. Um, so when did you see this? You, you just saw this right just now. Yeah. I just got home from seeing it. I, uh, I went to the Alamo draft house, South Lamar in Austin okay. uh, because no other theater near me had this. And as coincidence would have it, that theater happens to be 10 minutes away from my new job. So immediately after work, I went, Got a ticket, had to sit in the front row, so that kind of sucked. But other than that, it was a full house. I was not expecting that. Really? Yeah, sold out show. And uh, I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed this story of... I've really digging this brand biopic craze that's been happening, I think, since The Social Network. We've gotten films like The Founder and Tetris and just these movies about the Air. product we have. Air. Yeah, Air was another great one. It's it's cool. That, like, I, You know, the smartphone is easily the like the most significant technological advancement in my lifetime so far i don't like to think about that but so far and you just never you don't think about all that goes into this like how much it changed the world and the products that came before it are so ridiculously obsolete and not in not that big a span like it, it used to be you know a product had a shelf life of like 20 30 years before something huge and new replaced it now it's like f- not even 5 years it's crazy how quickly we've gotten used to that. Yeah, for sure. And I, I'm glad you brought up the social network because I think there's a ton of similarities between the two movies. Um, and I think clearly, I so I listened to an interview with Matt Johnson, uh, the director who plays, he's like, I assume he's like the third lead in the in the movie, but um, he 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 talked about, yeah, I mean, social network, he's like, you know, sure, yeah, it for sure is an influence. And like, obviously that's something that told the story of something that was so big so quickly after it had like really been invented. You know, Facebook was kind of, you know, rose to prominence in about 2005 and then and then in 2010 that movie comes out whereas this there's a little more time in between this um so you're able to kind of like you know kind of like uh, uh process everything that's happened since since the rise of blackberry but uh but yeah i mean the, the the smartphone is ubiquitous like it is like i mean it just everyone everyone has one it seems like and um if you don't i first of all i admire you <laughs> second of all second of all it's it's like like how you know it, it's tougher to function in like kind of like the modern like corporate um world without one so uh the fact that they were kind of the first like major one and at one point what i can't remember what the stat was 
they have like what 80% of the market share all like on smartphones. Like that is incredible. Like, like success. I mean, no, like nobody has that now. And even though you'd think the iPhone, you know, would be right there. Um, even they don't, you know, at this point. So um, no, it's, it's, it's a crazy story and their humble beginnings, which, you know, I, I know we'll get into uh, is just, it's like wild to see what, you know, what they came from. There's like this little garage, but it's like a classic, like tech story, right? Like some guys, you know, some like, you know, I'm just in quotes, nerds, you know, working on something in a garage. Um, and it turns out to be one of the biggest companies, you know, in the world for a time. So, um, it's pretty impressive. Did you ever have a Blackberry? I didn't. I, um, but I remember I family members had them. I remember that my grandma, yeah. she was, um, she had a government job. So she had the, the Blackberry for work and my mom had one. And I just, I don't remember when the iPhone like came out and replaced them, but I remember it just happening overnight. Like all yeah. of a sudden yeah. there were no more Blackberries. Everyone had an iPhone. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like, it's, it's such a big moment for modern history and it happens so gradually. And I wasn't paying, you weren't paying attention to it because you didn't realize it at the time that this was life-changing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. My dad had one and I used to play a uh, brick breaker, this old game that was on it like all the time. Like when he was at lunch, I'd be like, Oh, can I borrow your phone? Can I borrow your phone? Um, <laughs> And yeah, like I'd play that game constantly. And it was, there was this like cool, like addicting thing to like the click clack of like the keyboard and all that stuff. And um, everybody, like all of my uncles, everybody like in his business, like they all had one. My first phone. So my first phone was like Rise Blackberry was like a huge deal. Um, but I had this like Nokia, like push to talk, like ridiculous. Like it was, I called it the brick because it was like this yellow and black thing. You could just like throw against a wall and nothing would happen. Like I literally would do that. I'd be like, like, I don't know, it's just like a way to like, you know, like talk to somebody, I'd be like, oh, look, I can just like do this on my phone. Nothing's going to happen. And, it, and nothing would happen. Um, and then, and then I, so the iPhone came out in 2007. I did not get an iPhone that first little run through, but I remember right when I graduated high school, I got, I got an iPhone, which would have been 2009. So, and I've had one pretty much ever since I, I had a brief galaxy period. Um, but I've had an iPhone pretty much, pretty much ever. And I'm, I had no like, oh, iPhones are way better. This it's like, I just, whatever. I just don't like really care that much. Um, but no, it was, it was, I mean, crazy how many people had, had these Blackberries. Like, I think especially in the business world, I think that was like a huge thing. Um, the email, everything it was, you know, there's an ease of use that the other smartphones didn't fully have. I don't, do you remember the razors? Like the, I think it was Motorola, the razors. Yeah. A lot of people had those. Yeah. I remember as a, as a kid, I desperately wanted a flip phone. So I yeah, thought that was yeah. the coolest thing you flipped it and you're like, what's up? Yeah. I remember yeah. my first cell phone was one of those like drug dealer burner phones mm. that like mm -hmm. you buy like minutes on. I had that for about a month and I lost it. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, those things, I mean, you still can find those, like, those, like, I mean, they're, they're almost more like flip phone looking things now. Those, like, just kind of burner, like, you know, almost like Breaking Bad, you know, like type. Yeah. type you call somebody, you, you get your business done, you break it in half and you yep. go buy another one. <laughs> yep, yep. You just like, throw it in the dumpster. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, but no, it, it is crazy. It's crazy how big this company became. Um, and so I guess, I guess I don't know if like kick off like, you know, the movie itself, like it does start with like the very humble beginnings of, I think it's like mid 90s, 1995 ish. Um, and these guys working in this, I mean, what is this like a little, like just weak little office that they, I guess, had rented out in Waterloo, Ontario, which is, you know, suburb of Toronto. Um, and uh, we get Glenn Howerton of, of, uh, of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia fame and Jay Baruchel, probably the main two characters. Uh, but Glenn Howerton is working for like a different company as like a marketing guy and essentially gets fired slash leaves. Um, and then he kind of, you know, figures out, he, he connects with Jay Baruchel's character, which is Mike Lazaridis. Uh, he's the CEO of this company. Um, which do you have that right there? I can't remember what the name of their company is that made the library. <laughs> Something in uh, motion. Research in motion. Yeah. Research RIM. in motion. Yeah. RIM. R-I-M. Yes. Um, which was, yeah, became obviously this, this massive, this massive deal. So yeah. So 
Jay Baruchel's character, Michael Rodriguez, is ahead of that. Uh, they're kind of down their luck. They did this like big deal for some modems, but you know they seem to be getting screwed out of that. So Glenn Howard's character tells him, uh, "Hey, you know you're probably getting screwed. Let me work for you. Uh, you know, work with you. Give me a stake in the company, and you know I'll actually market your stuff." And and he does, you know. Um, and then Matt Johnson plays Doug, who's the director of the movie. He plays Doug, um, who's kind of like Jay Baruchel's number two. And then um, he's he's very much the like. Like don't sell out, man. You know, like like that. Like uh, just like you know, movie nights. He's always wearing like different band shirts and like movie shirts and stuff like that. Um, he's like the like yeah, let's not go corporate, man. You know, like guy of the movie. Whereas Jay Baruchel is always like, okay, this is a business. Like we have to run this as a business. So, what do you think of those first like kind of 15, 20 minutes and like kind of sitting the stage? I liked it. I liked how we we pretty much get how each character is going to operate in this movie pretty quickly. I love their initial meeting with with Jim where he just is not paying attention at all because he's focused on this other meeting and the other guy's going to upstage him and he's trying to like figure out how to make that not happen and he's just not listening to the pitch at all and all he tells him is you need a better name <laughs> yeah yeah so I should say that's how they actually meet right so 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 uh Jay Baruchel Matt, Matt Johnson's character Mike and Doug they go into Jim uh Jim's office to pitch him a product and yeah he has like a zero interest in like whatever they're pitching but it is it is like you can tell there was like a grain that he thought about it was like okay like the phone thing like, and he's like yeah the name um he's like, okay there's like something there but yeah he's just not he's just like clearly not focused and, and 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 Doug is just like dude we just that was terrible like we just got like you know laughed out of that building and he forgets the easel <laughs> like in the building doesn't like go back and get it so they go back to their office and it's like yeah you know down on their luck type thing um so yeah I mean like I like that they just drop you in this world and just like, Hey, figure it out. You know, I love movies like that. Like they don't need this, like some big preamble or like five different title card pages. Like, well, actually the first film was this, or let's go all the way back to Alexander Graham Bell. And like, tell, it's like, no, just like, this is the story and, you know, um, and tell it. And it's a pretty brisk movie, right? It's about two hours. Um, and it moves, it moves quickly, which I really liked about it. I mean, I, th I thought it was like very, very well paced. Well, I like, especially with um, a lot of films being made about, you know, more recent history, they count on their audience to have, experienced some of that themselves you know they sure. we remember some of that stuff we remember when steve jobs pitched the iphone we remember having blackberries so there's not a lot of setup that's really needed in terms of like you know setting the historical stage they just got to show us the major players yeah yeah no that, that makes sense. yeah it moves it, yeah, it moves it moves really well um and I, I i thought like the we didn't need to see some big long like this is how they got so big like once they actually had the technology and actually had the phone and got the kind of like the network stuff figured out. It made sense that it grew that quickly and it moves that quickly in the movie. Like I thought that was really good. They kind of mirror that. Um, it's like, okay, no, this is how fast this happened. We're also going to show like very quickly in this movie, how quickly they got to the top. Um, it became this just behemoth of a company. It really is. It really is amazing. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't it? You know, it's like, we don't need to see people like, you know, trying out the, the Blackberry. It's like, no, everyone got on board extremely fast with smartphones. Like everyone just got it. Yeah, um, I, I, I thought it was kind of neat getting to hear like how the network work, you know, works and how Verizon, like what they're what they do with the BlackBerry. Uh, I didn't get any of it, but I liked hearing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If someone like held up my phone and shouldn't be like, how does this work? Like, how do you like? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I know that it does. Like, I know there's like some sort of transmit thing of like it's like it's all instantaneous or whatever. But it's like I, I don't really know. And the, yeah, they do they do a good job of like showing you, Hey, these guys really know what they're talking about. They're incredibly smart guys who like, but not like dumbing the movie down, like to where it's like, and here like kids is how like this network, you know, like would work. It's like, let, let's just expand it real quick. If you get it cool, if you don't like whatever, like it's going to, you're still going to enjoy this movie. You know, like we don't need to get bogged down in like the kind of like the details of like why a network, you know, is what it is. Like, I think if I, I, I thought about this movie a couple of times, like if it was directed by somebody different, 
Um, like if it was, if it was Adam McKay, you know, like I, I mean, it, it would have been cool, but I think there would have been almost too many of those, like, okay, now let's cut away to, you know, somebody talking about like, here's how a network works and all this stuff. And it's like, I don't, you know, like, I like that in his movies and like, you know, contained to that. Um, like I don't, we don't need that in every single movie. So I, I like that. It was just like, let's just show them, you know, let's just show them how smart these guys are and then just move on. And then, you know, let's, let's show you the phone. Well, that's what I really didn't like about the big short was I don't, I don't have a degree in economics. I don't understand how any of this shit works. And I feel like cutting away to celebrities to explain it didn't help. It just distracted me from the movie. If the movie had just gone with it, like there was another movie of that about the same issue uh, called Margin Call came out around great 20. Movie. Great. Way, movie. Be- way better at explaining this. I was on board with that. So there's just, there's a way to write like, you know, big concepts that can engage everybody. And BlackBerry pulled that off. Yeah, I agree. And I, I like the big short. And I think that's a creative like way to do that. But it, it like only every like, you know, 200 movies I see when I when I want that. You know what I mean? I don't want that all the time in all these movies like this. And and I want, I want to maybe make another point about your your um that you're you're mentioning like the 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 kind of corporation movies, like what the recent history, like brand movies. The, those have the danger to be really like just like commercials for their brand, you know, like which which I would I would like an air air got close to that a couple of times, but it, but didn't really do it, which was nice. Like it wasn't like like they still kind of like poked fun at Nike and they poked fun at, you know, um, like clearly a bunch of the, the players involved, you know, of that company and of, you know, that world of agents and everything like that. But it, I, I hope this I don't mind if this trend continues, but I hope it doesn't turn into like this kind of like um, like it's not really the documentary. It's not really a, it's not really like a scripted film. It's just this like, oh, it's like come out with this thing that like like I hope there's not like a blockbuster like brand movie where it's like. Hey, you remember like how cool this is? Unless it was like a clerks type thing, which is like people who work at Blockbuster, like it's about them as people, but not like the brand Blockbuster. Like, but I know that's going to happen. Like, right? It's like okay, these are relatively successful. Like you said, your movie was packed. Mine actually was not. I saw it Wednesday night, um, a couple nights ago. But I mean, it was decent. There was a decent amount of people there, but it, was, it certainly wasn't packed. Um, I, 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 I worry it could, it could go too far. It has not there yet so far. Like so far, I actually really enjoy this thing. Um, but I, I am, I'm a tad worried. It's like, ah, it's probably going to see a little bit of success and just like, kind of like, yeah, I don't know, like make it all like vanilla or like almost like a, you know, an ad for that company rather than like a, let's tell the story of how this actually happened. Well, so far they've been sticking to pretty problematic situations surrounding these products. Like, especially the founder, like when I saw the trailer for that, or like, well, I was on board then, but when I heard the concept, like the story of the guy who started McDonald's, I'm like, Why? Who, why would, who's going to see that? But then they show the movies actually about, you know, the real estate business and a hostile takeover and a guy destroying two men's lives over fast food. And then you're like, okay, that's a cool angle for this. You know, there has to be some kind of a, like a, a dark side to the product. Yeah. Conflict. Yeah. Yeah. Has yeah. To be a conflict. Exactly. And so far so good. I know the next, they're doing a flaming hot Cheetos movie. Yes. Yeah. That's coming like, up. So I don't know what this what the the story is behind the fucking flaming hot Cheeto, but I'm gonna find out. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm curious to see, but I, I don't. That's not one that I'm like, you know, gonna be racing out to go see. But if I hear that it's good and it's similar to this, you know, it's like I didn't necessarily think like, oh, Blackberry, I can't wait to see that. But the more I kind of like read a little bit about it, and I, I saw that Matt Johnson was interviewed on another podcast, and I was like, okay, that you know, this guy's pretty good taste. Like, I'll you know. And I was just kind of just sitting around on a Wednesday and I was like, I'm going to go see a couple of movies. So I actually saw this and then Guardians 3, like 
back to back. I like, I just walked down the hallway and just went into guardians. <laughs> like, uh, you'll appreciate this. There was this guy in, in, in line. So the, like I was at embassy, which you've been to, um, I assume. Right. So I'm on like one side of the hallway, right. Like watching, watching, um, Blackberry. I just kind of look at my phone and see what times like other movies are playing. And I just walk across the hallway. And if like, I can go in, I go, in. I mean, it's terrible. I'm, I'm admitting to stealing on the podcast, but, um, but it's just like, dude, this stuff is so expensive. This guy gets a popcorn and he has two buckets of popcorn. They're like stacked on top of each other. I don't think he like realized that he had two. So he like fills his thing. He walks over and he's like, oh shoot, there's two. So he takes off the bottom and he just like sets it on top of the trash can. So I just look around. I was like, screw it. So I grabbed, the, I grabbed the empty one that had not been, it wasn't in the trash can. Thankfully it was like on the little ledge, you know, above it or whatever. And so I just grabbed it. I just walked over, filled it up. And I was like, free popcorn and a free movie. This is wonderful. So I, uh, I then walked, walked into guardians and I didn't have the bandwidth, like watch a two and a half hour, like, you know, epic, like, Thing. I mean, it was fine. It was fine. I just like I'm. I'm not already not that big of a Marvel guy, but uh, but that was my night watching <laughs> watching this movie. Um, not packed, but I do think it's going to have like a little bit of a word of mouth thing. I think like uh, it might be one of those movies that does better its second week than it did its first week. Yeah i I think if it had, I think it's going to have more longevity than the actual BlackBerry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Relatively speaking, yeah, I think that's that's probably. That's probably true. I mean, it also helps with this. You know, this movie being like a, a brand movie for a brand that's like not in existence anymore. So like that does help. As well, that's like hear the story of how this revolutionary product bit the dust. Yes, yes, and it like was far like more interesting. You know, insanely fast. All it took was Steve Jobs saying, "Like I have, like I put the keyboard on a screen, and suddenly nobody gave a yeah. shit about." The <laughs> no, I yeah, it really is incredible at how that just it decimated. You know, this just gigantic company and then the whole you know part of the movie. There's like push pull at different points. Like we're not going to China. We're not gonna like. I liked how they did that with like the buzzing. Right. Like at the beginning of the movie, he has that there's that buzz on that little like intercom thing in, the, in Jim's office. And he's like, I got to fix this. And he's like, this is not even yours. Like, like, like the, Matt, the Matt Johnson character is like, this is not even yours. And he's like, I don't care. Like, I can't stand that buzz. He's like, things that are made in China, they just like don't make as much care. And it's like this mass produced thing. And it's like they have this buzz. It's in every single one. Like, I got to fix it. So he does fix it. And then at the end of the movie, they decide as a cost cutting measure because they're losing to Apple let's go to China with our production. And then he opens up a box. All of them are buzzing. So he's like going to go one by one. <laughs> like that's the, like, you know, it's basically at the end. Um, which I thought was a really creative way to do it. So what do you think about the performances? Like who did you like the most? Or is there anybody you kind of disliked? Or was there a person you'd like, would have loved to see in this movie in place of somebody? What'd you think? I, I was very impressed with the cast. Um, I wanted more Carrie Elwes. I, I, I love him as a character actor. I thought he wasn't in it enough. Um, and then, <laughs> I'm glad Michael Ironside's still getting steady work. Just seeing him as this like corporate, like scary guy who's just there to make sure yeah. people are working and not celebrating movie night. <laughs> that was perfect. No, uh, he was great. I thought Jay Baruchel did a great job transforming into a corporate douchebag, like gaining yes. the wrong kind of confidence and then having it all blow up in his face, ending up with nothing. Like, you know, he gets raided yeah. by the SEC. He loses his best friend. He sells out the the product, gets the fucking buzz. Like they, he ends up with absolutely nothing, right? And right. And gets away with everything. <laughs> yeah, and then and, and then the Doug character. I mean, they say at the end of the movie, he said he sold all his shock his his stock at the peak in two thousand seven, and he's like secretly one of the richest men in the world right now. You know, like um, which is incredible that that character is like just just chilling probably up in you know toronto just hanging out there's some suburb of it and just you know with like all of his money i mean that's you know, that was a genius move to, to catch out at the highest uh, the highest point it was and casting glenn howerton as just the ultimate corporate shark oh, i thought he was awesome. i thought he was so good yeah he, he he won the movie to me i saw a uh, letterboxd review that said that he wanted him to yell like 
starter phone. This is a finisher phone. <laughs> like at some point, it, there was so much Dennis in this guy. Yes, yes. Especially when he started screaming. Glenn Howard has one of the best scream voices in Hollywood. Yeah, no, he. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. And then we have uh, Rich Summer of uh, of of Mad Men fame, one of my uh, my favorite show of all time. He plays Paul, the guy they hire from Google. Um, I thought he was really good. And that little scene with the guy, it was a uh, Sung Won Cho is the other uh, other engineer they hired. Um, where they're at that breakfast and they start to kind of crack the code on a couple of things and um, they're trying to race to get to this certain point. And they are like the only two left in that little breakfast meeting. And they're like, how much are they paying? He was like, ah, I really don't want to say. He was like 10 million. He goes, me too. <laughs> like, so they pay these two guys 10 million and in, in basically paying them in like um, backdated like stock options, which are completely illegal. Um, and they get caught for that later too. So it's like, I mean, all, all along the way, the gym character, he helps them. It's Glenn Howerton's character explode to get to the top. But then also like, you know, he totally cut corners so many times. And then like, is, is clear, is, is clearly cut down by that later in the movie. But, um, but then in the end he doesn't serve any jail time. So it's like another guy that gets away with like, just like, you know, corporate murder essentially. Um, and it's just like, eh, whatever, like no jail time. Pretty, pretty pathetic. Well, he's never helping them. He's never helping Brim. He's never helping Blackberry. He's helping himself the whole time. All he cares about is his own advancement yep. and his own cash flow. He tries to buy a, he tries to buy a hockey team and a stadium. Yeah. Like in, a, in the same like day. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they're all like, no. And he's like, fuck you. Nobody says no to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to look, I want to look into this a little bit more and see, cause like, I know that the Pittsburgh Penguins is the team he's trying to buy. And they were in kind of dire straits for a little bit there. Um, and they've now become like a really, you know, uh, you know, awesome franchise. But I, I I didn't know. So he's he was trying to move them to Hamilton, Ontario, which is like, you know, it's obviously a good ways from Pittsburgh. So um I think I think that part, I mean, I'm glad they didn't, you know, go too far in the movie with that. But um, I mean it's a movie, you know, set and made by Canadians. Like there was gonna be a hockey scene somewhere, somewhere in there, but or a guy that loves hockey somewhere in there. But uh I did like that that they played him as as this just like you know, absolute like corporate asshole. But yeah, I I wonder if that was that was true because I think he would have actually been able to purchase the team, but if he if he would have just kept him in Pittsburgh. But he was like, I want to do it all. I mean, he basically says it in that one plane. He's like, No, I can do it all. Like I can do it all. He's this type of guy that just kind of like, I'll borrow from Peter to pay Paul, but I'll never actually pay Paul. You know what I mean? Like I'll just I'll just keep borrowing and I, I'll win in the end. They're just what, like a sheer will. It's like, no, it doesn't really work that way. Like at, at one point, you know, um, your time's going to come. Well, I love that the, the, the head of the league owners or whatever, the guy he, he was trying to buy the team from tells him like, you know, it's one thing to buy a team. It's another thing to brag about moving them before you've actually made the deal. Yeah. To all your rich friends. Yeah. 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 That was good. Yeah. So that's Gary Bettman. He's the commissioner of the NHL and he still is the commissioner of the NHL. A famously, uh, a uh, villainous uh, uh, commissioner among like NHL fans. So um, I thought that guy did a really good job. His name is Mark Critch. He plays, you know, Gary Bettman, but yeah, he does. He just takes the task. He's like, okay, yeah. Like I may have like let you actually buy this team, but like when you're bragging to all your rich asshole friends about like, oh, I'm going to move him to Hamilton and I'm bought this arena and all this stuff. It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. So you don't just like do whatever the hell you want with these franchises, you know, move them from a city, from city to city. So um, no, I thought it was, I thought it was really good. Any other things from uh, kind of like the, the like meat of the movie? One thing that does feel mythologized, I highly doubt this actually happened, is how the name Blackberry came about. Like, was Mike just yeah, eating yeah, a fucking yeah. tray of blueberries in the car and he got a stain and on the spot, Jim just comes up with Blackberry? I don't know about that. Yeah. Life doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah, what was, I don't think so either. What was the initial name? Was it, it was, uh, was it Pocket Link? Is that what it was? Pocket, yeah, Pocket Link was the first name. And yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, that's not a good name. Yeah. So that was right to change it. I mean, Blackberry. But yeah, I mean, I bet there was some sort of like, oh, like someone saw a Blackberry somewhere and they thought like, oh, let's just call it that. Or, you know, like 
that I, I doubt it was like in the presentation, like when it was on his shirt, like wait, really quick, like what's the name? Like, I mean, oh, that's it. So um, I'd like that scene too, where they, they're driving to that, that kind of first pitch meeting. And he leaves the prototype in the cab. He has to go back and get it. You just like, this is kind of like a bumbling idiot, you know, um, who's like a genius of like a, of a mind, but just like doesn't know how to do this like marketing part at all. You know, I thought that was a really good, good touch. I love that Jim goes in alone and like does this. He thinks he's pitching like, you know, taking fire from Zeus, like he's fucking Prometheus. And Saul Rubinek is like, we've been trying that for years. Like you got screwed by some tech people and he's about to yeah. chew Mike out. But then Mike fixes it immediately. Yep. I, I love it. He's, he has this this vibe of like, oh, fuck, I got screwed. Like he thinks he's dead in the water. I thought that was great. I love, I've always liked Saul Rubinek. So seeing him again was great. The head of Verizon. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought he did a good job too. Yeah, no, it, it's it's really well cast. And um, I know Matt Johnson, the director, he said on a, on that podcast, he said, you know, what's what's cool about this movie is like if there is some success. Like I really love working with like a different you know caliber of actor. And he said Glenn Howerton, he really was just on board for like whatever. Like he wasn't you know like he was kind of part of the process. Like he wanted to kind of you know have input on the character stuff like that. He's like, and I was fine with that. He's like, because as I kind of move up in this business, I want to keep working with like you know higher and higher level people. And he's like, I couldn't have asked for like a better cast for this movie because um, it wasn't they didn't it wasn't that big of a budget. So um, I'm gonna see if I can kind of pull it up here. But yeah, it's it's pretty incredible what they made out of like. I mean, it's it's an indie movie, you know. Really, I mean, that's 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 what it is. Um, which I, yeah, I, I have total respect for. Yeah, I'm very much the, the the older I get, the more I watch, the more I have started leaning away from blockbusters and really embracing independent film. Cause that's where the, that's where the creativity is now. That's where the original stories are. And this was, this was fun. I don't think it's going to do very well initially, but I think that it will find life on streaming somewhere and people will be talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, yeah, it's opening weekend. I have it, I have it here. Um, it made $725,000 and like, you know, I, I think that'll be improved in the second, second weekend. But yeah, I think you're right. It'll be a streaming thing. It's like, if it pops up on Amazon or Netflix or something like that, it'll be in one of those like top tens. Cause it's like, Oh, this is really good. Um, I mean, I'm telling friends of mine, like, man, go see this, go see this. Like, this is worth it. You know, like, like it's not another, just like, Oh, you know, whatever. Like, I guess I'll just kind of like, I, I feel like I've seen so many movies that are just like fine. You know, recently it's like, no, this is really fun. Like I really had an enjoyable time. Um, I do like, you know, that I saw it in the theater. I think that was a, kind of a cool um, experience. So no, I, I, I fully recommend it. And now the soundtrack um, was, I thought, fantastic. I mean, just like a, a, a like who's who of kind of like mid nineties, late nineties, early two thousands um, hits. And then they also, they always have the gym character listening to stuff that's like 10 years prior. Right. So he's listening to like Joy Division and when he's like driving up in 1995, even though it's, you know, whatever. Um, I thought that was, I thought that was really cool. what do you think of the soundtrack? Oh, I love the soundtrack. I, especially like, I love hearing the white stripes in the in in film. Hello, operator, such a badass song. Anyway, yes, yes, uh, yeah, that was great. Here, the Strokes, someday. That was a great, great moment. There was a. I don't know what the opening track was for the opening credits, but that song fucking rocked. Uh, yeah, I've been listening to the soundtrack today. That's a, a connection by Elastica. That um, was. That that's was a nice. great song. That's a great song. No FX is on there. Um, yeah, the strokes, like you said, Mark Morrison, uh, Return of the Mac is playing at that one point when all the like the like engineers are dancing. <laughs> that's that's a really good one too. And then Moby, there's a Moby song in there. The Kinks, Honey. At the end. yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah, Waterloo Sunset is the song playing at the end, um, which is very similar. So he uses he uses the Kinks at the end of like his you know movie, just like uh, you know in Social Network, Fincher uses the Beatles at the end of his. So um, thought that was kind of a cool like little callback and like uh, yeah, it just basically shows like one guy kind of like with his obsession, you know, at the end of the movie, the last shot of the movie, him like going through where it's like. They show Mark Zuckerberg like refreshing the page, hoping that you know Erica, uh, yes, yeah, Erica. Just, I can't remember. Yeah, I think it's Erica. Um, like accepts his, his friend request, which I thought was a really cool like touch. Um, but yeah, no, it's a great it's a great soundtrack, and I have it. There's there's a guy who created one on Spotify. Um, it's got some people that have saved it. I don't think it's like the official one, but it has you know a bunch of songs on it. But yeah, no, I, Hello Operator is so good. I put that on my story the other day because I was like I just want people to hear that song. But 
Great song. I saw Jack White in Shreveport uh, on the uh, Lazaretto tour, and he he whipped out Hello Outlander, and that was just that's that was awesome. Cool. <laughs> how, how was he live? I've never I've never seen him. Seen him three times. Uh, first show was lights out, incredible. Second show, the acoustics were all fucked up in the small venue, so it was like the loudest thing I've ever heard. Hmm. And then the third show, I don't think he really wanted to be there. It was a quick one. It didn't hmm. there wasn't a lot of energy. So the the first show is going to going to be great. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, I'd love to see him at some point because yeah, I mean, with any of the projects he's he's done, the person, you know, the solo stuff or White Stripes or Raconteur and all that stuff, I, I really enjoy. So um, that's cool. So it's good to end this with a little uh, uh, Jack White talk. So, but no, I, I really like this movie. I'm, I'm glad we got to do this because it was, it was a fun one to talk about. There's there's so many like little tentacles to it. Um, I really liked it. Yeah, so did I. Uh, currently playing in theaters, you got Blackberry. Uh, last week we had Fool's Paradise, which did not get well received. Man, the reviews on that are terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. I felt bad. I was like, I, I was going to go. I wanted to support Charlie Day's vision and like Ray Liotta's last movie, but yeah, it's expensive and I, I don't want to pay for it. I know. It suck. I know. I know. Yeah. It's, yeah. You got to make those, those choices. It's like, okay. Yeah. It, you know, if movies were five bucks, you know, I'd, I'd probably, you know, give it a shot. But it's like, I can't. Yeah. I just can't see it all, you know? Yeah. Um, and then uh, this week also we got Fast X, the tenth yeah. film in the yeah. Fast and Furious franchise, which uh, I will likely be doing one of these with Caleb for that. I'm going to go see that tomorrow. I've seen five through nine in theaters. Why stop now? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to see this through to the end. I'm- hey, hey, five is good. I, I will say, like, there's a couple in there that are pretty good. But uh, but and if you, and if you kind of can like remove some obviously it's, you know it's they're all totally absurd but like if you can remove some you know sense of reality like they're kind of fun at times but I, I'm 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 a little burnt out on them I, I don't I don't think I'll be seeing this one. Yeah, I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> I will try. Uh, it's two and a half hours long, so it better be so long. I saw that too. I was like, what are they doing for two and a half hours? Like like these need to be brisk, fun, you know, crazy, and and then and then get out of there. You know, hour forty, hour forty five. You know. Like, I just don't know why they're so long. It's like, well, let's tell this epic tale. It's like, no, that's not why people are here. The cast is incredible. Like, if you see them all lined up, you're just like, what? Like, this is ridiculous cast. But uh, I feel like it's it's slightly wasted on a, on a product that's probably probably past its sell-by date. CIA does not hire amateur L.A. race car drivers to save the world. I don't know why this... Uh, I'll save it. I'll save it. Yeah, save it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do a whole thing on this with Caleb. Yeah. And that'll be... I have a feeling we're either both going to be on the same page or it's going to be war. Mm. So we'll see. But uh, this was fun. Go see Blackberry if you can. Uh, We will have content coming uh, Monday and Wednesday. I don't know when this will drop, probably Tuesday. So you may have already heard our episode on the world's end. Uh, If not, check it out. And we'll see you next time we decide to do one of these. Thank you.